2: Got yourself a smart speaker? Alexa. It's your new radio. Play
3: WTIC News Talk 1080.
2: Listen to WTIC News Talk 1080 on Alexa.
4: All right, we're going to switch over to our food hour, our non-political talk hour, to wrap up our week of broadcasting. But let's get Margaret in on the ceremony before we do that. Hey, Margaret.
5: Hi, Todd. I have to take issue with um, the caller you had on just before the news, when he told, said to some politician, go away, you're not welcome here. What a hateful, hateful thing to do. do. How does he know what the motivations of any, and wouldn't, uh, motivations of anyone are in attending the service? And wouldn't that be for the widows to do, not him? But he wanted to make sure he told you what an important person he was. And as far as Whoever the politician was, oh, he drove, he smirked at me. No, I don't believe that. Oh, he drove away with a smirk. That's just exaggerated. You know, at a time like this, so horribly heart wrenching and sad, this one caller has got to tell you, or tell all your listeners, what an important person he is. So, what are you doing for your food hour?
4: Uh, we are going to talk about. Day-based meal rituals, like we always eat this at Sunday dinner or. No, I
5: can't call in again, but I'll tell you, we always had a roast, potatoes, a vegetable, all on the side. All separated, I meant. You know, I'm very fussy about that. You always separate your food.
4: (laughs) On a (laughs) a particular day, you're saying, or every night? What's that? Every night, that's what you did?
5: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I would never let the potatoes mix with the peas or the juice from the steak or the roast go into the into the potatoes or whatever.
4: I guess that Joey's concerned that you've never had shepherd's pie.
5: Actually, I did make that, but that was when I was poor. You see, and you make those uh, poor people's peasant boots. Yes. Foods. yes. <laughs> A shepherd's pie is wonderful. Now, when do you eat your salad, Todd, before or after the meal?
4: Uh, generally first, but I'm happy anytime.
5: Yeah, because someone once told me I'm not Italian or Italian-American, excuse me, um, that Italians eat, have their salad after the meal. The
4: cleanse of the palate. Well, uh, sometimes, but dessert is also for Italians is a piece of fruit or, or you know, a bowl of fruit or something like that. So I don't know. That might be in certain regions because they're very regional and hard nosed about what each region does. BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Thank you, Margaret. Mark Christopher with the latest. Sir.
2: Now it's time for order up, served by Carbone's
4: Hospitality. That's right. That's where we are in our weekend, in our Friday. Last hour is food hour. So the idea of this question, what kind of meal habits or rituals do you have tied to a specific day? That might be on Saturday for breakfast we always have. Or Friday dinner is always the night we go out. And get. I'm looking for those kinds of patterns because it used to be, it seems to me that it used to be meals you, well, were were certain households that it was like a rule on a certain night, you knew what you had. Some parents running the family kitchen like to have it all be habitual. We have chicken on Monday. We have lamb chops on Tuesday, whatever. I'm looking for those kind of meal rituals, Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. and it, it might just be one of them a week that you have. You always do this.
6: Growing up, it was pizza on Thursday.
4: That was the day. But like I had a it,
6: twist, because my uncles lived with us at the time. Uh-huh. Last one home picked it up. Oh. It was always the same uncle because he worked later than everyone else, so we kind of hosed him on that one. And that
4: meant he had to pay for it? He
6: had to pay for it. So we ordered it, but last one home picked it up.
4: And was there a reason that Thursday was the day?
6: Payday. (laughs) (laughs) Back when everyone used to actually go cash their checks at the bank. Wow. That's pretty interesting. All right, so
4: there's a perfect example. Thursday is pizza day. I think... That there are lots of households that get pizza towards the end of the week. It's like, uh, let's give the home chef a a break. Isn't that right? That's my feeling about it. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. What day-based meal rituals do you have in your household, your family? Whatever. Steve in Cheshire. Hi, Steve.
1: Hi, Todd. Uh, You know, being Italian, growing up, we had a big Sunday dinner, usually around one o'clock, and it was always sauce and meat and pasta. And then later on in the afternoon, we had kind of reheated pasta and sauce and things like that.
4: The same meal, reheated? Yeah,
1: kind of. Oh, how wonderful. It gets better sometimes.
4: Yes, it does. It definitely gets better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So with my family, I think it's gotten more seasonal, you know, because we don't we don't cook in during the warm weather months on on weekends as often. But as the weather starts to turn, like now, mm-hmm. I find myself on Sundays, we're making sauces for, you know, a pasta dinner or we're making stews or chilies or, you know, I guess, what am I trying to say? Stick to your ribs, maybe one pot meals that are good for the rest of the week somewhat, mm-hmm. too.
4: Yeah. So, so when you're talking about the Sunday dinner that you have, this one o'clock meal, that yep. was that was like a Sunday sauce with uh, a meat sauce.
1: It was yeah, sauce with meatballs and sausage and baguette and you know grandparents over and the whole nine yards.
4: That sounds glorious.
1: It was great. I miss it.
4: Good memories there. All right, thank you for sharing that, Steve. Sure. Eight six zero five two two W T I C. Derek in Watertown. Hi, Derek.
3: Oh, you mean D- Gary from Watertown? Oh, Gary, hi. Hey, good. So, hey, look, I'm 70 years old. We don't do it anymore. When mm-hmm. we were kids, there were six kids in the family. We had homemade baked beans with Franks. Yeah. And we got our own bottle of Coke. A little bottle, <laughs> a little glass bottle of Coke. And I tell you what, yeah. it's a family British for years. And because we got that one bottle of Coke, we thought we were the coolest things on the planet.
4: I can understand that. And what happened to that?
3: Well, you know, you grow up, and in this, and this seems like in this day and age, everybody's going somewhere. They got somewhere to be. They got ball games. They got jobs. Uh, Both parents work. I I, I think it's changed. This was uh, Friday nights were special for us.
4: Yeah, it's it that part of what's driving this question is is you know the idea that these things are hard to hang on to, and we don't we don't live a home kitchen food driven life anymore
3: yeah it's uh it's a part of america that you know some of these kids will never experience and uh it was just it's a very fond memory and it was very cool you know the beans baked in a in a crock all day long because it wasn't canned beans but it also
4: uh, means you were all together around the table
3: oh absolutely
4: on friday nights
3: I'm not sure anybody does that anymore.
4: And that, you know, I saw written somewhere, I forget where it was, but that that somebody was pushing forward the theory that the problem we have in America today is that we don't have meals together anymore.
3: Uh, That's a big part of it. The family unit is uh, struggling to stay together. You know, and part of it's not bad that, hey, kids got games and they got social activities that are hopefully constructive. But everybody, you know, there's not that quiet time with your family uh at the dinner table i don't know anybody that does that anymore
4: which is a tragedy i think i mean even if it's one day a week where everybody has to be there that would seem appropriate gary thank you so much for the call that's that's awful isn't it Eight six zero five two two wtic david and vernon hey david good afternoon thanks for the call so as I was a kid, we would go get all the cousins together during the summertime, mm-hmm. and there would be a big vat of American Chop Suey, <laughs> which, which was just hamburger, uh, macaroni, onions, and peppers. And that's what you fed all those little kids. Yep, I used to love that when I was a kid. So I still love it today. Well, now my pasta tastes are a little more uh, strict. Well, I'm not saying every night, but. Yep. I uh, gotcha. Thank you for that, David. All right, see you. Appreciate the call. What was that other thing? Uh, oh, sloppy Joe. You st- you feed the kids that, Joey? Sloppy. It's nothing Joe. better
6: than a can of Manwich.
4: <laughs> so that's just hamburger with uh, tomato sauce.
6: It's like a tomato sauce paste thing, yeah. And you and do you buy the
4: commercial finished
6: Usually, Man yeah. Product. Yeah. I mean, we've made it from scratch. Kids, Usually, because they're happy with. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like the caller says, you know, when you're trying to wrangle everyone up, you don't have the most time every night to cook the gourmet meals. Yes. So anyway,
4: you can save that effort for yourself while they're eating the manwich. Yeah. How do you handle a hungry man? Is that how it goes? I think so. Yeah. Is that something different. Mm. I don't know. Brian in Simsbury. Hey, Brian.
7: Hey, how are you? Hi. So um, I, I had a son when we were growing up that uh, he. Uh, wouldn't eat meat, and uh, he was, uh, you know, wanted it to just be mac and cheese, and he wouldn't. He wanted spaghetti, and would never eat meat. And so, mm-hmm. when we were about eight years old, and we all went down to Disney, I think, and he had his first steak. And when he came back, uh, I said, "So, what did you think of that steak?" And he said, "Oh, it was amazing, <laughs> uh, but it was filet mignon." So, uh, but I really wanted him to eat meat. So, for the first couple months, uh, every Wednesday night, I'd make him a filet mignon going kind to of go broke, I figured I'd just kind of switch it over to hamburger and see what happened. Yeah. And uh, he didn't really notice. So <laughs> we, uh, we've we had hamburger night on Wednesday night uh, for the last 20 years. So he, he's off at school now, and uh, he's actually an athlete, you know, a Division one kid. He's big, strong, looks like, a, <laughs> it looks like an Olympic athlete. But he's got some little brothers, and Wednesday night has been hamburger night since, uh, oh, I don't know, about 2000 and... When, he went to, when his big brother went to Disney.
4: And anyone ever complained?
7: Uh, no, we actually everybody looks forward to it. So I, I cut up a couple uh, potatoes and I throw them on the grill and we do corn on the crab on the grill and peppers on the grill. And everybody, just the little guys, just think that that's normal, Wednesday night's hamburger night.
4: Well, it I is normal. That. That's pretty wonderful.
7: <laughs> well, and he got his big brother eating protein. And I know everybody, I talk to a lot of my peers and friends and they say that, you know, getting... On uh, pasta, mac and cheese, and that kind of thing.
4: The best part of that story, though, is that you you used the filet mignon to uh, seduce <laughs> him into the meat, and he didn't know the difference when you went to burger. It,
7: yeah, you know, when I was growing up when I was a kid, it, it was, uh, you know, hamburger night was a, a big night, and it was a cube steak. I don't know if anybody, if you guys know what that oh, is. Oh, yeah,
4: that, I remember was, those yeah. things. What else, they yeah. called them, uh, is that like a minute steak? Is that the same thing?
7: Yeah, well, yeah, that was—I think that was the frozen version, the TV dinner version, or something. Oh, they there were a
4: few years that was—I was, I was yeah. alive because of yeah. those things.
7: <laughs> well, it, exactly. But and kids, you know, it's funny—they—they, they, uh, you know, parents. When I was growing up, there was no way there was there was no filet mignon for me, absolutely not. Uh, but uh, and and even today, that's a special treat around the house. But sure. uh, hamburger night, Wednesday night. It's been uh, the staple in the Patterson house for the last 15 years.
4: I can't say to you that uh, that I think a filet mignon is, is necessarily better than a hamburger.
7: You know, if you cook the hamburger right and you don't overcook it and you do it with a little love, I would agree with you.
4: All that nice juice dripping down your arms and stuff. <laughs> That's be awesome. Careful. I'm
7: sure there's a vegan on the, on the, on
4: the line somewhere, so be careful.
7: <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Yeah, take care. Have a good day
4: it's order up we're talking about as you can tell special meals that are based on a day so brian was just talking about what wednesday nights burger night you know that kind of thing and and what the stories are around them cuz i feel like meal time used to be more ritualized and there were more of these habits, and they're harder to maintain. Yes, Joey.
6: No, just think it's like, you know, a day doesn't, doesn't necessarily have to be a weekday. One of the big ones, me and my wife do, because we got married. I was working here. So our anniversary is like, we haven't spent an anniversary together in years. We order Chinese food at night and watch crappy television on our anniversary. That's our, like, night out, and that's what we look forward to.
4: So the TV has to be as bad as the food? Yeah, so you watch, saying?
6: like, crummy television <laughs> and eat some Chinese when the and kids go to bed. Fattening TV That's shows. it. And, like, that's tradition, and I am happy with that.
4: Well, that's a nice tradition. It's linking an event to a particular type of food. It doesn't have to be the best meal in the world. Nope.
6: Just spending know. time together for our anniversary, and that's how we usually spend it.
4: You should throw in some nice dessert, though, like push-ups or something like that?
6: No, it's usually some Italian ice or whatever ice cream's kicking around in the mm-hmm. back of the freezer.
4: <laughs> all right, let's go to Tom in Watertown next. Hi, Tom. Good evening, Todd.
8: Hey, uh, New England Yankee pot roast. We, My mother made it all the time, and it was always a family meal. We enjoyed it. Um, I make it like once a month with my son and myself. Being a single father, I try and eat dinner with my son every night, and
6: uh, I That's can't cool. copy
8: her gravy. I can't copy her gravy. I don't know what she did. I just, I don't. know, I can't get it. So, <laughs> what
4: is that classic pot roast thing? Is that is that like a beefy flavor to the gravy?
8: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just a chuck roast. You cook it all day in a crock pot. With uh, potatoes, carrots, celery, onions, and uh, it's it's delicious. Falls apart. You don't need a knife. Yeah, it's delicious. And here in Watertown, uh, Thursdays used to be pizza night. Also, we we've had some. We got some good pizza joints in Watertown. For, unfortunately, one of them closed. It was changing their name. They're not doing the pizza they used to do. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, pizza is a good good go to also for a family night dinner.
4: So it's I guess it's better for the pizza places if everybody's not getting it at the same night each week.
8: Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. All right, I thank you for that. Thank, thank you, thank you sir. One.
4: Appreciate the phone call. And we'll go to Elio next, I believe it is in Wethersfield. Hi. Todd, yes, sir. I know you're uh, you're not Italian. I know your wife is. Yes, well, I self-identify as being Italian.
0: Uh, Well, all right, it's okay. So listen, so FBI, full-blooded Italian, we never called it gravy. Right. It was sauce. Yes. Uh, And that was on Connie's kitchen. God bless, uh, she was the best. Uh, Homemade pasta, you never came to the house, no store-bought. Forget Mm -hmm. about it. It was all homemade. Raviolis, her pasta, sausage, the homemade wine. Every week you went to that house, though we still got the wine cellars in all the houses.
4: Is she Three one houses. of those Italian women who is always cooking?
0: Listen, with the apron on, if you didn't come yep. to the house and put <laughs> an apron on, you were history, forget about it. I swear to god, it was uh, and my wife, she still got one of her aprons, and my wife wears the apron when she does her cutlets, yep. uh, the meatballs. It, it you know, what in, in the old school. And my daughters, you know what? I'm glad they they watched her, uh, because today the kids it's it's not like it was. It's, it's sad to say.
4: Well, but, what do you, you mean? What, Can they not reproduce the flavors?
0: My 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 kids. Yeah. All uh, my kids could do the meatballs, the cutlets. Um, yeah, they're good. The, the cookies, all. Uh,
4: so they just don't cook as often anymore
0: well they they do it's my my aunt's gone my my mother's gone mm-hmm. um it's sad it's yeah. uh
9: but the tradition
0: they, they try to keep it going uh in today the, in this world i don't know what world we're in um but it's pretty good i mean we're uh everybody's healthy and um got, listen i i want to tell you this i know it's not politics uh but guess what Let's go November, baby. Yes. God Indeed.
4: Is, let's, let's have a nice it. big bowl of pasta to celebrate, I, too. I'll,
0: I'll tell you what. I going to do it.
4: I'm going to do it. <laughs> Leo, thank, thank God, you so God much.
0: You. God bless you,
4: Todd. Thank you, sir. Have a great weekend.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.
4: Traveling back in time right there. That's the whole idea of this conversation. Food rituals based on the day of the week or what have you. Let's find out. I, I, I'm sorry to do Dalyan this to you, Marcus. Hey, hey, See? There it goes. No, no, no. BPS Lawyers Traffic Center.
6: That
9: That guy, man, that sounds like some amazing food. I am ready to dig in right now.
2: Now, it's time for Order Up, served by
4: Carbone's Hospitality. Yes, indeed. Thank you to Carbone's for Order Up. We have conversations like this one. We're talking about your food day rituals. Things that happen in your household, food-wise, or maybe used to, that have to do with a specific meal being served or... You know, something along those lines. You've been hearing the calls. It's really interesting to find out what people's memories are and how the fabric of uh, families' lives and individuals' lives is woven through the menu items of growing up family meals or the ones you feed to your kids. Fascinating stuff. So much fun to hear. And along with it, Joey and I have been talking about something Margaret said which was she she was our first caller today and she talked about how in her house uh, the food it didn't touch you weren't allowed to let the food touch the vegetables couldn't oh, talk to the potatoes just
6: think of on thanksgiving when you have the, the the turkey and the gravy and the stuffing and the potatoes like that scoop of everything that's amazing she was she's been missing out on that missing out never she's been had missing it. out on that
4: and I'm picturing a plate with uh, like
6: dividers, like cafeteria style.
4: Well, I'm thinking walls, like uh, prison walls.
6: Oh, you yes. Know?
4: Because you can't allow anything to seep across and make contact.
6: You know when that au jus drips over from the prime <laughs> rib into the roasted <laughs> potatoes, you're like sponging it up as best you can. Oh,
4: <laughs> she's missing that. She's missing so much. Anybody suffer the same kind of upbringing that Margaret had? 8605229842. Let's see how that traffic is. It's been a busy afternoon with everybody pouring out of or Field. Mark Christopher and the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080.
2: Now, it's time for Order Up, served by Carbone's
4: Hospitality. W-T-I-C, order up. Yes. Carbones, yes. We're talking about ritualized family meals. Do you have a certain day where certain things happen? For example, we've had a couple of mentions of pizza. And families having a particular day when they always have pizza. The average American family, according to the whatever it is, National Pizza Association or something like that, Has uh, pizza two and a half times a week, which the halftime must really be a drag. But, you know, uh, so things along those lines, burger night, pasta night, the ritualized, specialized pasta sauce with all the meat thrown in. Gorgeous thing to think about. And uh, there can be breakfast and other kinds of rituals as well. Looking to find out what yours are. eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. 522 Waterbury. Hello, Steve. Uh, how are we
9: doing there? Yeah, I just looked up. Remember uh, Prince Paghetti Day used to be those days? That well, they they,
4: that's that what day. they said on TV, yeah. I, they were right. trying to ritualize that with the advertisements. Did that work in your house?
9: Uh, it didn't, but I just looked it up. Uh, I was think it would be kind of funny if they happened to show the same person, you know, maybe like, couple hundred pounds larger. But <laughs> out the, the kid the kid who played that actually was named Anthony and uh-huh. eventually ended up owning a couple of restaurants. He ended up passing away at age 63.
4: Come on, <laughs> so really? The
9: other day for the heck of it. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. But, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I
4: said interesting. So that was his, uh, he got a, a bad start in life, uh, apparently, <laughs> because of the TV commercials. i I don't know if I call it that stuff, but I mean, you know,
9: I haven't really seen what else he had done.
4: Well, I mean, it led to his early demise, that's all.
9: Uh, I'm not sure it had. I mean, it, it may have or may not. I, I don't remember
2: details how he uh, died.
0: Um, <laughs>
2: there he is. Martinetti lives in Boston, in the Italian North End, the home of the Prince Spaghetti Company. Anthony knows a lot about Prince because it's something that grows you. Most days, Anthony See? takes his
4: time going home. It grows him. But today hey, is man, Wednesday. Got... And in the north end of Boston... All right, sorry about that, Steve.
9: That's okay. That brought back some memories. I I, I just happened to think about it the other day since you around about it. But anyways, um, years ago, Nardelli's, who uh, was actually voted number one grinder shop in uh, Connecticut recently, used to put Puzoo ham. On their pizza and it used to be delicious they don't do that anymore and the grinder shops used to make not them and other places used to make a pretty huge grinder and i kind of missed that so there's two things i'd like to see come back wait so
4: you so was the first one you mentioned our delis
9: uh it was yep uh, they used and, to make pizza with the prosciutto ham and they
4: they and don't it. put prosciutto on the pizza anymore I don't even know if they do pizza anymore. I went in there last time I went in there I asked them
9: about it and they said they don't do it. So Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. Well,
4: I it is a sandwich shop basically, right? Uh
9: well that plus they also sell uh, like Italian type yeah, they'll sell like the, the deli meats and they'll have like hollows and stuff. Like I so, said, mm-hmm. years since I've been there. I don't know if that changed much, but Interesting. I, I hope I I hope I'm not the reason they stop making the attention
4: to family. <laughs> <camera. laughs> All right, Steve, have a great weekend. Thanks for the call. You too. Take All care, right, yeah. Take care. Eight six oh five two two nine eight four two. The uh there's there's some deep kind of groove that these food rituals dig into our psyches. This, uh, flavor is powerful, right? And feeding us is powerful because we're It's like a big part of what we are as creatures is about making sure we get the calories that we need to survive the rest of the whatever, you know, to live another day. And um, there's the aroma, too, which really impacts on your sensory apparatus and and your memories of particular days and times. It's really interesting how it affects us. And therefore... The respect that we show to food circles back and and penetrates us in a in a big way, like uh, like
6: Joey making witches for his kids. And see, I think that's why. It's, 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 I'll take this to my grave. Thanksgiving is still the greatest day because it's literally dedicated to eating with family. Like and, that's and, it. Like and, it's that's what you're meant to do. And everybody's got it's a
4: it's a. An American holiday, not mm-hmm. a religious one or a particular... You know, we
6: all. It hasn't been it. hallmarked yet, if you will.
4: Well, it may have been, but they're not going to ruin it. No. They can do whatever they want with it as long as they make the stuffing right.
6: Yeah, and that's one thing on two Thanksgiving we started doing as a family tradition. If there ever is leftover turkey, like <laughs> everyone kind of gets around and plucks the carcass clean and we make like a turkey spread out of it. Put it through the food processor and uh-huh. make a nice turkey spread for sandwiches.
4: Wait a sec. Turkey spread out of what?
6: The leftover turkey meat. Adjust the meat. Yeah. So we'll. I mean, we'll throw some other stuff in there. If there's a little bit of, you know, mashed potatoes to add, if you know, a little mm-hmm. filler, if you will. Yeah. But yeah, make a nice turkey spread for because it's you know Thanksgiving. Everyone's got leftovers. Everyone gets sick of the same leftovers. So you mix it up a little bit. Throw some onions in there. Now you got a nice turkey spread for sandwiches.
4: You just gave me an idea for when we get closer to Thanksgiving. Okay a for a question for the food hour mm-hmm. and that would be what is your least favorite of the thanksgiving options?
6: Mm. Do you, do you have one of those? I know this this is going to get me hated as people don't hate me enough already. canned cranberry sauce. People love it. They do? I'm nope, nope. It doesn't it does nothing. It does zero. If oh, it disappeared, I less would be than happy. I am good with that.
4: The only thing I like about it is how the shape of the can is etched into the the gelatin. Yes. Quality of the, yeah, I think that's, that's more entertaining
6: part. than tasteful. Yeah.
4: But but uh, yeah, I didn't even know that. Still, is is like a thing people would serve because we've gotten away from canned food so much. But the I was thinking about turkey. Like, I don't really have any interest in the turkey. It's fine. I don't dislike it, but it's just not a compelling. We're just doing a little tease for, for what we'll talk about as uh, Thanksgiving gets closer. Because I, I think the idea, I think that's a good question. Like, what's the thing you don't care about at Thanksgiving? But right now, we're talking about things you do care about. and
6: You know, I, I find this interesting, Todd, and I don't know if the mm-hmm. listeners ever caught on to this. You never answer the question. What's that? What's, what's Todd's? What does Todd do? What's a Todd traditional meal?
4: Oh, like do I have a day? We yeah, do you have really... something? So, you know, Rosalie's a chef. We have great meals every day. I oh, don't but... throw it around
6: now, you know. But we
4: don't. No, it's just a fact.
6: <laughs> I know. We were actually like, talking about the... that last night me and my wife.
4: Nobody in the world eats better than me, and that's just a fact. I don't say it to make anyone feel bad or to brag, just to share my life. And but but uh, you know, like I think we're going to have pasta tonight and and then tomorrow I would say, why don't we have pasta? And she said, well, we had it last night. And i go, well, what does that have to do with it? I don't, I don't feel constricted when we're talking about the best food. Anyway, there's lots of different ways to have pasta. So I, I don't have, uh, we don't live food rituals so much. Although we might, you know, we might be inclined towards a breakfast sandwich on certain days or something like that. But not really. So I'm no good on this one.
6: Well, we've got to work on that. By Christmas, I want like a a day. Give me something. You guys have started a tradition.
4: I wish I could remember my how my mother did it because my mother made like three meals really well and and rotated them. Mm-hmm. And it was, but I don't think we had specific days.
6: Well, you are gonna have to work on that.
4: Yeah, I'll look into it. Do a little research. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. So what food? No, how am I saying this? What day based meal rituals? do we have do you have that's the question tom in middletown hi tom
2: hey it's tom in middlebury oh middlebury it's okay how are you today i'm hoping okay
4: oh yeah rocking and rolling is polish food allowed in this conversation of course well what what is so wrong with polish food that wouldn't be allowed in a i'm about to tell you oh i grew up my
2: (laughs) my best friend was named larry and his dad was a butcher. And on Saturday night after he closed the shop, he would bring home a bunch of the meats that hadn't sold in the store. Mm-hmm. And on Sunday morning, Larry's mom would get out a big pot and throw in kielbasa mm. and beef mm. and some chunks of chicken and other sausages, onions, potatoes, pierogi, um, cabbages, uh, What are uh... sauerkraut it, it was an amazing pot of flavor and you want to know something we would eat it all day long mm-hmm. on sunday until our guts were hanging over our pelts.
4: how wonderful <laughs> what a beautiful thing that is <laughs> Oh you know and neighbors would come around
2: of course because because of the garlic you could smell this stuff cooking for miles and she just called it kapusta
4: What does that mean? Do you know?
2: Capusta means cabbage.
4: Oh. Well, I'm glad she called it capusta then. It sounds a lot more attractive.
2: (laughs) I love your show, man.
4: Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, Guy. Good to hear from you, Tom. Tom from Middlebury. Those are great memories. Now, I, I had a flash when Tom was talking about that, that one of the sad things about our changing culture is the loss of of there being kind of a central. So, Joey, you're unusual. I think you it sounds like you guys are very food driven in your household. That's what you a gift you give your kids.
6: It, yeah, I enjoy cooking. Certain- they enjoy cooking. They're starting to pick it up a little bit more. It's, but I I don't think most households are like that with children. No, today. no. And I wonder, I was just actually thinking about that right before he said that. I mean, it, does it go back? We're hearing a lot of callers talk about when, you know, grandma or when my mother used to make. You know, the families were much tighter back in the day. And we've well, kind of gone away right? from that a little bit.
4: Yes, but what are you going to do? We're affluent. This is one of the curses of affluence. Mm-hmm. Because there, who could afford to be going out to eat and letting kids spend i mean what does it cost now to get a kid a sandwich 10 bucks oh easy and if they're they're 12 or older
6: they need three
4: of those yeah things. they're on the or, adult
6: menu at this point
4: yeah but they there's they still need double orders of the adult menu mm-hmm. with the the amount the volume of food they have I mean, who can afford to do that
6: you know, but that was the thing. You know, the kids used to get home from school. Grandma would usually start dinner if she was watching the kids, and it was a family thing. Like we've lost that as a society, and I'm just trying to keep that going with my kids. You know, make meals together. If it's at the camper, we're grilling or smoking no, it's food. Great,
4: and you do that camping thing. Are you doing that? Are you done with that? We're now? done.
6: So it's like I got to like transition to different meals. We do a lot of grilling and barbecuing and smoking and stuff like that in the summer and now winter's coming so it's going to be more the crock pot but meals, do lasagnas. But how you the
4: kids busy because when you're camping that makes everything into a project, right?
6: They help. You know, if I'm trimming some trimming ribs or a brisket or something like that, they're going to help me. I'm going to tell them you're going to give me a hand. We're going to season that. You're going to understand the cut and you know, it's not just eat meat to eat meat. It's understand the process of it.
4: So they understand that it comes from somewhere.
6: Yes, you know your hamburgers don't grow on a shrub somewhere.
4: Uh uh-huh. The bur- well, they, that's coming, I think, isn't it? A burger shrub?
6: That would be interesting. Have to well, season what, it lightly or something. What, I
4: don't what know. is that new? What, the what Impossible
6: Burger and all that Impossible yeah, meat. Yeah. yeah, I had it. It's not bad. I'm not gonna knock it. I mean, it is good, but you know, it's all artificial flavoring. So it's like, okay, we're not eating meat, but you know, there's a lot of artificial flavoring in there to make it taste like meat so it's what's better for you at that point
4: well anything not processed i think is probably better for you Mm. than processed right but but i recall hearing them talk about it a few years ago when they were first developing this stuff and it was really about how do you um how do you create the same chemical dynamics so that the flavor happens even though you're not eating the food that you think you're eating
6: yeah, because as Kevin Wilkes, who comes in after me, just walked in with a bag of Chick-fil-A. If I want a Chick-fil-A sandwich, I'm getting a Chick-fil-A sandwich. I don't want a plant-based chicken product. Well, how do you know until you've tried it? it, it I've had some. It, like I said, I'm not going to knock it. They're okay. But you still can't replicate it. It's like someone trying to replicate you know, the painting of the 16th chapel with paint by numbers. Yes. It's not going to happen.
4: No. That would be Those would be some really complicated numbers.
6: Yeah, maybe we'll put like a black velvet painting up there or something. All right, Joey,
4: thank you for the discussion. Thank you, everybody, for your phone calls. This was a nice order-up hour. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. Let's go to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. It sounds like, last time we talked to Mark Christopher, that the roads had cleared out. Mark, is that where we're at?
9: Yeah, it's getting better, no doubt about it. Joey can do it all. Master woodworker. Yes. He's a master chef. Yes, the guy's a master producer, engineer at the radio station. There's DJ? nothing this guy can't do. Is he He a can DJ do it, it all. Too? I'm well, sure he can. Well. I'm sure that's the easiest thing for him, DJing oh, okay. at the at the house or wherever he's going. But man, the guy can do it all. What a what an
2: honor to work with a guy that's so talented.